Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Hump day. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. It's a Fredless Wednesday. Aw. Oh, don't act that sad. You needed a break. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Buck D. Gibson behind the glass, pushing the buttons, taking your calls, and giving all of his hot takes. I'm going to hurt his feelings real bad here in a minute. But first off, uh, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we have lunch at the 66 Diner. Monday Night Football, that's Howie's sports page, cover of Corner of Montgomery and Tramway. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Coming in hot today, we got about a bazillion topics to hit you with in the sports and sports adjacent world today but first i'm gonna tell you about my morning robert yeah i went to uh a spa gym hybrid kind of place today i had myself quite the experience this morning uh friend of the show community sponsor community partner um miss everything here in albuquerque aaron chisholm of chisholm trail rv uh invited me to a little place called uh I don't want to get the name wrong. Hold on. Optimum Human? Optimum uh, I, Human? Optimum Human. Okay. And she didn't do the best job describing it to me. She uh, described it as like a gym. Okay. And boy, was this not a gym. <laughs> okay. Were you at least dressed for this place? Uh, ish. Oh. Uh, so I had my sweats on, and underneath my sweats, I had my workout clothes, because I thought we we're going like, to get our sweat on and exercise. Mm-hmm. But this place has like float tanks and like infrared saunas and uh, some other stuff. I don't even know. They like they laid me on a table with a bunch of magnets in it, and it started like popping the muscles in my back. You didn't you didn't hear her describe this place Monday night. I, I she it, wasn't in that conversation. I, I must have missed. Like, you missed it. They were talking of, about it. Yeah, I must have missed all that stuff. She invited me to go to her new gym, and I was like. Yeah, hell that's, yeah! That's you the know, place. Usually, I start my days at the YMCA, but I'll make an exception for you because we're such great friends. And holy moly, was this place! I, I felt like I was going to like the spa of the future. I don't know how I feel about that because when you say spa, you wouldn't have seen me today. I would have been sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that spa scare me. Like I, I don't have to have. Well, not have to have. I better not have anything else to do for the rest of the day. I had the weirdest stuff strapped to me over and over again. Like, it was bonkers, the things that they did to my body and, like, the technology they had in that building. Some, like, new age stuff, right? Yes. Yes, they strapped, like, this this electromagnet to my stomach, and it, like, started working my abs on their own. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just laying there chilling, but the machine was, like, making me do crunches. (laughs) It was insane. 
I think places like that are for people who are already in shape. Yes. Yeah, there there wasn't an out of shape person in that building. Yeah, yeah. And everyone had lovely skin. I think they have like some really like futuristic skincare techniques there. <laughs> like, I don't have a single pimple or blemish on my face besides being a ginger, and I looked hideous compared to those people. Yeah, were you were you sizing yourself up? Everybody was a model. I was trying not to. <laughs> but everyone there was just so damn good looking. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you dumpster fire. What are you doing in this building? (laughs) The people were lovely. They were knowledgeable and explained everything. I was a little overwhelmed at first, not going to lie. You know what I do when, you know, I get on, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. Obviously, I use humor to make light of the situation. Right. So I was just firing joke after joke. And they're like, bro, it is 645 in the morning, man. Like, (laughs) We're not we're not ready for this. They're like, chill out. We haven't even had our coffee yet. Yeah, we're, we're not here for that energy. But anyways, I I had a blast. Uh, I like being out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and I was definitely out of my comfort zone. But like leaving that place, I felt fantastic. I had this huge knot in my shoulder, and it's like basically gone. Highly recommend. You do a float tank. Have you ever done a float tank? No, I keep hearing about the float tank and then the, what is it, the cryogenic freeze thing. I've been hearing about that, too. Those were my two favorites. I did the cryo freeze. I'll put a, I'll put a video up on uh, Instagram, at TalkABQ is our Instagram. If you're not following us already, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook, just search Two Men On, and Instagram is at TalkABQ. I don't know if we're going to expand our Twitter anymore. Now we've got to pay $8. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm super good. Like, it's not fair that we're like locally, regionally, semi-famous, and we got the blue check mark already, and then and then someone can just impersonate two men on and give their lukewarm takes instead of our super fiery hot takes, mm-hmm. and it just anybody can be an imposter of us. Yeah, now. I'm not with it. I'm not with. I've never. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've never been like a huge fan of Twitter, but now, hell no, I'm good. How much did uh, Elon Musk buy Twitter for? Oh, I used. To, well, what did they say? Oh, let me find it. It's gotta be. I thought was it wasn't a billion tax attached to it. $44 billion. Yeah. $44 billion it cost to buy Twitter. He just had it laying around. And that's a lot of money to spend to completely ruin something in two weeks. Oh, yeah. he's And he's not done either. What's the most expensive thing that you could ruin in two weeks? The Titanic? Yeah. How much, how much was the Titanic? It wasn't no $44 billion. I think it was like a million back in those times. Which was an insane amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, what's the worst thing? Uh, cost 7.5 million. That'd be 200 million with inflation. So 200 million. Uh, Still not Twitter. To ruin. It's not even close. Not a fraction of Twitter. Not even close. It's 140 characters. Is it still 140? They changed it, didn't they? No. What I, do well, I, I don't know. know. I, do I'm do not I, on it like that. What do I know? Ever since he took over, I tried try not to go over there. Shout out to the new mics, man. I got a new one today. 
Oh, you got yours replaced too? Yeah. Ooh. Super crisp. These are sexy. Yeah. We used to have, um, for if you're not watching us on Facebook or Instagram Live or wherever we are right now, YouTube. Um, I mean, describe what's going on. We got some new mics, and these are the Vectro uh, Voice RE20. These are like the nicest microphones yeah. in the universe. So if like as of two or three days ago, you're like, the boys sound better. It's because we do. We literally do now. It's because of the mics. Our voices are the same. <laughs> Everything's the exact same. <laughs> we just have nicer mics. <laughs> All right, Robert. All right, here we go. I know what you're going to say. All right, your Lakers are a dumpster fire. Yes. Is there anything inside your basketball acumen, mm-hmm. your knowledge of the NBA, that you would have thought after 13 games, 12 or 13 games, the Kings would be the Kings of California. The Kings have a better record than the Warriors, mm-hmm. the Clippers, and, of course, your Lakers. Never in the history of Chris Webber <laughs> would I have thought this. Because that's the last time they were good. Let's be real. Shout out to friend of the show, Kenny Thomas. I'm sure he's having a lot of fun with this. His oh, Kings. yeah. Kings with a winning record. As of now, they would be in the playoffs. Yeah, they are in the eighth spot. And, look, okay, so the crazy thing about them, they started the season 0-3. Their last 10, they've been 7-3. So they're one game above 500, like you said, in the eighth spot. They just play in the Lakers and Rockets every day, or are they beating the real team? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? They beat the Nets. They beat the mess out of the Nets last night. They almost scored like 160. In the Nets' defense, everyone is beating the Nets right now. Yeah. But I saw that score. It was 153 to 121. What in the Denver Nuggets of the 80s is going on? That's that's how I used to roll with Allen Iverson on 2K. Mm -hmm. Ring up like 160 points. Allen Iverson's got like 86. Yeah. Like 20 from 24 for three-point. Could you even name a player from the Kings? Oh, God, no. No. Okay, I have one. And I don't think I'll get his first name right. I think it's It's Vladi. Vladi Vladi Divac. Vladi. See, I can name all of them. (laughs) Stojakovic. Ooh. I know that team. Bibby. But the, the current Kings, I have no clue. I don't even know who their coach is. I thought they'd be challenging. I, I I just assumed that the Kings would be tanking for Wimbayama. The the thing what they're supposed to be doing, they wouldn't mess that up. That is the most Sacramento King thing to do. Oh, I got your boy Malik Monk. Oh, from the Lakers, huh? De'Aaron Fox. See, Fox. I know him. He's the star. Matthew Deladova. These are just wow, like Delhi ex Lakers. Delhi, nah, Delhi. Remember, Delhi used to play with LeBron in, in Cleveland. They got Chima Moneki. Have no clue. Yeah, no clue. That's a cool name, though. Chima Moneki. Chima Moneki. I'm scared if I say Chima Moneki again. My chair, <laughs> my chair is just gonna start floating. <laughs> oh, they got a bunch of crazy names. KZ Acapala. So I'm looking at last night's game against the Brooklyn Nets. 
Everybody on the roster scored except for Della Vadova. Oh, poor guy. Come on, Delly. You got a ring. You got a score. Nemias Queda. Yeah, they got some crazy names. They got a basketball player wearing number 88. <laughs> Metu. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Utah Jazz, these nobodies are playing some basketball, and I am all for it. You think they'll sustain it? Oh, the, God, no. The NBA is weird this year, though. It is super weird. I just know everyone's talking noise about what Golden State's doing. They're not that good. It's still early. It is early. Wait, like you said. They just won the ship. Like you said. They'll kick it in around Christmas. Sure. Then this won't be. this will be a non-story. But I don't know, man. My Lakers, they're in – Second to last place in the conference. They had that awful start, and then they won back-to-back games in a manner that looks like they knew what they were doing. And then J.K. LOL. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, we're back. Nah. Just kidding, brother. Nah. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) This is the real us. You remember us from two weeks ago? We're still this team. A lot of sports talk today. We're going to hit you with some sports-adjacent content as well. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, joins us at 4.30. And a uh, special guest, special friend of the show. We love everything that him and everyone he works with does for the community. Friend of Locker 505, uh, Lieutenant Tom Ruiz is going to join us at 5.30. Besides that, it's just Van and Robert all day talking sports and sports-adjacent content. Going to have a lot of fun with it today when we get back a little more NBA talk. And then we got another NFL-heavy show. A lot of NFL to cover today, including our uh, mid-season awards. Oh, let's get it. Five o'clock hour doing our mid-season awards, and I'm super stoked for that. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The Nets are trash. The Nets are the biggest disappointment that I can remember in the NBA in my adult life. This side of the Lakers or the no. Nets and then the Lakers? Oh, the Nets. I think the Nets easy Oh, are a bigger disappointment than the Lakers. The Lakers won a ship two years ago. They still got LeBron being LeBron off to an awful start so far, but I just can't. Remember a bigger disappointment from a team in my adult life. Like, it has been an absolute circus sideshow this whole time. You're right. How long have they been at it? What, four years? Four years. Oh, man. When they put that team together, I was, I'm like you. I was like, oh, man, this is – they're going to win 70-something games. Immediately. KD, Kyrie, and Harden. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Looks like Kyrie grew up a little bit. He's going to be a team player. James Harden's passing the ball. The Slim Reapers, the Slim Reaper. This is going to be insane. That parquet and black court, those black jerseys. I was like, they're going to be the villains of the NBA. Steamroll everybody. New dynasty. Nope. Trash. Garbage. Just every day, more drama. Hey, I know 
that the Nets have a private plane that they fly everywhere. But Kevin Durant threw his team under the bus. Did you see that quote? Yeah. He flamed him up. <laughs> he flamed him up. Kevin Durant just doesn't stop. And I quote, look at her starting lineup. Edmund Sumner. Who? Royce O'Neal. Huh? Joe Harris. Never heard of him. Not even that Joe Harris. Nick Claxton. Not, don't even know him. And me. It's not disrespect. Yes, it is. But what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there? Ouch. That is embarrassing. So, when someone says it's not disrespect, it's immediately followed with disrespect. A hundred percent. But this disrespect is warranted because I am with KD. I don't know none of them dudes. He wanted out. Let's not forget that he wanted out. He created this whole thing. Harden saw the writing on the wall. He got out of there. Mm -hmm. They bring in Simmons, who made this whole fiasco worse. And then KD looked at the ashes of the thing that he built, and he's like, look, you guys got to get me out of here. (laughs) Please get me out of here. That's the crazy thing, though. KD is still KD. He gets you 25. Yes. Just being lazy. Yes. But you know what this is, though, Van? This is his karma for joining the Golden State Warriors. Boom. That's what this is. Boom. Oh, I am so here for all of that. He got to take these lumps because you had it. Mm. You had it great for two years. Remember? Finals MVP, doing what you wanted to do, knew, knowing you didn't have to be the man, but you guys still were going to win. He got to deal with this now. He's, he's back to being – this isn't even Oklahoma City Thunder, KD. This is last year the Seattle Supersonics, KD. He don't even know his teammates. <laughs> it's like, who's this guy? <laughs> Nick Claxton. Get me John Paxton. Right. It's for it's that was disrespectful, but it's the truth though. And, and you nailed it. Whenever someone says it's not disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Uh, yeah, here it comes. Lay it on me. Or someone says, with all due respect, yeah. But but <laughs> Good Lord. And it doesn't stop there either. The dumpster fire keeps burning. Nets had a players-only meeting about Ben Simmons without Ben Simmons. What? Yes. So they just sat around talking about him? Yes. Nah, man. No way. Yes. That can't be real. Nets had a players-only meeting about Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons wasn't invited. Oh. Man. And it does make a good point. It is <laughs> a players only meeting and homie doesn't play. Well so I guess it's a pretty good point. Yeah, he's he's not a player. Yeah. Hey Ben, this is a players meeting. Oh man. Like does Ben Simmons even want to be in the NBA? Is he just riding this out to keep cashing checks? Well, as long as they keep making checks with his name on it. Why not? For now. And what is going on with Kyrie's suspension? 
He's they, missed. He's missed seven games. I thought he only had to miss five games. Like no, he, that, he no, made an apology. Didn't no, he? they said up. They said the minimum was five games, uh, and then they gave him that that little checklist of all the things that he had to do before he could come back. That's a good point. It's hard to slide. I mean, just immediately slide into like education of the Holocaust classes. I, I'm sure those don't pop up every day, right? Like you got to wait. It's <laughs> no. just like how often. Hey, it's like signing up for benefits at your job. Does the it, it comes around once a year? Yes. It's open open enrollment. Yeah. For, open enrollment for anti Semites doesn't start until next March. Kyrie, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this is for the Native American sensitivity training. Yeah, you're gonna have, you to, have wait. to wait a couple of more months. We gotta wait till after Hanukkah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, in February, that's for us, the African American sensitivity training. <laughs> Not since the 80, 1980 Soviet Union hockey team has there been a bigger disappointment. Man, you're putting it out there, huh? Yep. I'm trying to think, and I cannot think of one bigger than this team, the this n- organization. The 90s Bills. No, because they, at least they went to the Super Bowl. At least they, uh, Yeah, okay, good point. At least they won the AFC and they're competitive every year. Yeah, the Nets okay. haven't even been to the finals. Not, not, nowhere close. There's like a whole team of Greg Odins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, from friend of the show, J.D., do you guys think it's a good idea to trade Diggs for Singletary, James Conner, and Lockett my fantasy league? Okay, you want to hear that again, Robert? No, I, I see it here. Diggs for Singletary, Conner, and Lockett. And I'll tell you. Got to keep Diggs, right? What do you think, and then I'll tell you what I think. He, needs, he says he needs running backs. I think you keep Diggs. And you just get like a plug and play running back off of the waiver wire. Mm. There's got to be a, there's got to be somebody on the waiver wire that'll get you five catches or something like that. You got to keep digs. All right, okay, I, I actually disagree with you, Ooh. and I'll tell you why. And it's not because I'm going to play JD in fantasy anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, here's why. I just saw the Bills for this week's coming up game. They're going to get like five or six feet of snow. That now, is bonkers. Now think about it. I don't even know what their schedule looks like, so they must have a lot of home games on the for the rest of the season, probably half. So they're going to have bad weather. Mm-hmm. So that kind of takes Diggs' production down a little bit, wouldn't you think? Then you got Singletary, Connor, Lockett plays in Seattle, which, you know, they're used to it up there. I think that'll be a great trade. To be honest, because Connor is a touchdown machine in in um, Phoenix in Arizona. Yeah, Connor's one of those game uh, names where his game is better than his name. Right, like James Connor isn't gonna like light my heart on fire just hearing James yeah. Connor. Right, but he gets like legitimate, consistent production for whatever reason. The guy scores a touchdown every game he plays in. JD, I would obviously counter for something a little juicier, but if you're going to get digs, Singletary, I mean, he's up and down every week. Lockett's a good receiver. Lockett is a decent replacement for digs, and you're getting James Conner. 
I would look to get a better wide receiver to pair with James Conner and go with it. How mm. about that? Hey, we don't get a lot of uh, fantasy no, we advice don't. on here, do we? Hey, I like this question. Yeah, 505-246-0610. Ask me and Robert Buck D. Gibson about your fantasy trades. Yeah. We're here, we're here till 7. Especially if you're playing me next week. I can give you some good <laughs> advice. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, trade Josh Allen for uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I hear Russell Wilson's going to have a big game. All right, the Bills have this crazy snow game coming up, which we'll talk about later in the show. Then they go to Detroit to play in the Dome. Then they got the Patriots in New England. Weather's going to be garbage. Bad weather. Back in Buffalo, weather's garbage. Bad. Back in Buffalo, weather's garbage. Bad. In Chicago, weather's garbage. Bad. See what I mean? Okay, Cincinnati, that should be fine. And then back home. So you only got like one good weather game for the Seriously. rest of the year. They might get two. They you, might get lucky and get two. You're on to something. Yeah. All right, I changed my mind. Do the trade, J.D. Do it. Do it. Pull the trigger. Get a better uh, – somebody better than Tyler Lockett, though. I'm trying to see. I don't have any of those players. I don't have Singletary, Connor, or Lockett. Who, and they have them on the same team. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good trade for you. It okay. depends on who else the – person you're trading with has though but for you that's a great trade i concur when we get back voice of the lobos rob portnoy we're going to talk some football and basketball when we get back you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal all right i'm feeling this beat all right yeah this is this is i like this little jock jammy that is the start of it huh something (laughs) that they might play at university stadium only thing missing is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is perfect theme music <laughs> for when friend of the show, friend in real life, the best in the biz, the voice of the Lobos, owner-operator of your favorite bouncy house, Cool Springs, <laughs> which I haven't been to in a while. Rob Portnoy, what's happening, my dude? I'm doing great, but it's way more than a bouncy house, man. It's an entertainment extravaganza. How about that? I, you know, I do such justice when you show up on your introduction. I feel horrible right now that I didn't give Cool Springs enough of an introduction. The fact that you mentioned it is a massive plus. Are you me? <laughs> having fun. It, thanks a lot. I appreciate you, brother. I love the, I love the joint. I go. I go when there's not even a kid's birthday party to go to. Robert, That's you want to you want to come with me sometime, Robert? I have been. Oh, you been? Uh, oh, what? duh. I mean, duh. Of come course, on, you got man. a kid. Like, yes. duh, duh. <laughs> of course, you've been. Rob, what's going on in your world? Hey, um, I tell you what. The the post game meal yesterday tasted like gourmet, and the flight back was fantastic. Ooh, that wait. trip to Dallas could not have gone better. Absolutely. Three wins against three Division One opponents coming in hot. I mean, you guys, the biggest need in the offseason for the Lobos was bigs mm-hmm. and experience. Checkmark, checkmark. Are these they guys are these guys the key to success so far? I think these two guys are phenomenal. Um, and... It's just getting started, man. I mean, they they work well together. Udeze and Alec we're talking about, the two bigs, and they play off of one another. They have complementary skill sets, and the guards are finding them. Like, 
the offense worked inside to out. You could see that in the first half. They were just pounded it inside, and, and SMU had no answer. It, it's big-time college basketball, baby. Rob, is this going to be the formula for our Lobos going forward? This team for sure. Um, Has to be, right? 100%. The, the fact that they are able to do something that they were not last year, and that is work it down low and expect that there's going to be production from that position, from the, those two spots. The, the, you know what? Last year you had guys playing out of position because of injuries and departures, and now you've got true blue big men, each of them 6'8", 235, 240. I mean, they've gone up against two seven-footers now. They haven't even blinked. Um, it's going to be a fun ride this year, and, and I uh, strongly encourage everyone to get on board for Saturday's 5 p.m. tip against New Mexico State. Uh, you know the boys will be there. There's nothing like the pit in the Battle of 25 rivalry, the Rio Grande rivalry, the green chili cook-off. It's, talk a little bit about that atmosphere when the Aggies are up here. <laughs> well, we don't have to think back too far. Uh, last year was tasty. If, sure. if you're talking about the rivalry, both ways. Um, it, it's funny how the, the tiniest little thing can be considered a massive slight. Uh, I'm going to relate this as, as accurately as I possibly can. The Lobos hang 100 on New Mexico State in the Pan Am after the lengthy delay due to the power outage. Everybody remembers it. Right. And, you know, one of the, the favorite celebrations, right, uh, you see it in the NFL on Sundays all the time. The guy makes the motion like he's, you know, sweeping the leg, right, or kicking a field goal, right. however you want to describe it, right, that – T.J. Watt does it. I mean, whoever. And so the Lobos beat him in the Pan Am. Jalen House is at center court, and he makes that gesture with his with his foot, mm. with his right leg. Right. Okay? Pretty darn innocuous in the grand scheme of things. The Lobos celebrate a big win at the Pan Am. They scored 100 on their rival. It was sweet as can be. We all know what happened when they got back here, and they hit the circus shot to win the game right. at the end in the pit. It got ugly, and you can go back and look at the footage. The Aggies spit on Bob King Court. There were a couple of them that mm. literally spit on Bob King Court. And so that's all you need to know about what this rivalry means to these two programs, to these two cities, to this state. Um, you don't want it to go there, but that's how deep the emotions run. Okay, Rob, Fred's not here, so we could really speak freely. Um <laughs> He, he told us, he warned me and Van about the team down in Cruces saying New Mexico State was something to really, really worry about when it came to this game. But I want you to tell us why the Lobos should be the team that everyone should be looking out for Saturday. Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> uh, man, where do I start? First of all, Three games in, I don't think there's any doubt that Jalen House and Javon Mashburn Jr. have taken another step forward in their yeah. evolution, mm -hmm. in their development. They're better. They look at three games in. There's no doubt. I think that the single best 
player on the court through three games for the Lobos doesn't even start so far. The impact that K.J. Jenkins makes on games coming off the nice. bench as yeah. one of the co-captains with Mashburn at the two-guard position has been exponential. And it, 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 I can't tell you what he does for this team. He has become a true stat sheet filler. He is a willing and capable passer in a way this year that he was not even last year. And he was pretty darn good coming off the bench last year. We know he can score. He shoots the rock as well as anybody on the team. Um, made more threes than anybody last year. I anticipate he'll shoot the three at an even higher percentage this season. He rebounds from the guard position. He leads. Uh, he's been spectacular. Like, he's kind of flying under the radar with all the attention that Morris Udeze and Josiah Alec are getting. And we know how great Mashburn Jr. and House are. And everybody was waiting for Javante Johnson to explode because – he shot 45% from three last year, and he, you know, he put on 25 pounds, and he's 6'6 six, six and long and athletic and all these great things. And K.J. Jenkins is just like a rock. And then, and then, last night, Donovan Dent, the true freshman, Mr. Basketball in the state of California, the John R. Wooden High School Basketball Player of the Year winner in Southern California, the L.A. Times player of the year in California. Coming out of an incredible program, we were waiting and we saw it. Three fouls, Jalen House to the bench, Lobo's double-digit lead, then seven assists, turned it over one time, ran the offense for 20 minutes, grabbed two rebounds, didn't even look to score and impacted the game in so many ways. Had two steals, had two block shots, I'm telling you, this team is deep. It's good. I don't want to get too excited just yet, but I cannot wait for Saturday. Let's go from Albuquerque to Southern California to Florida, Sweden. <laughs> How is my boy Sebastian, the Swedish streetball forceling, doing? Not a bunch of significant minutes yet. Is he coming back from injury? When's my boy going to emerge? So, Sebastian got his first dunk the other night it wasn't against smu last night he got his first dunk at home against south alabama of the year um played six and a half minutes against smu and look it it was it was tough for him coming back from sweden first of all he hurts his wrist which disrupted part of the summer when he was playing for the the u20 national team in sweden went back home and did that awesome experience but got hurt, and, and so recovered from that. Then he gets home, and multiple things happen. When I say home, he gets back here to Albuquerque. Um, he dealt with illness, a concussion, and an ankle sprain. It looked like he was getting ready for the opener. He'd come back from the ankle sprain. He was going to be available for the opener the day before the opener against Southern Utah. He tweaked the ankle again. So it's a slow start for Sebastian just stay patient. Stay patient, my friend. Oh, that's my and, dude. You know I'm going to stay rewarded, patient. Man. Look, he, he's improving. <laughs> he's a seven-footer with great skills, and the Lobos will need him at some point this year. You can count on it. Rob, so what can the fans look forward to? Because I know, you know, we're starting out 3-0. and We know how the Lobo fans can be. You know, it, it, it'll take a couple of games. I'm not saying we're going to go undefeated or anything like that. We'll have rough patches. 
But what can the fans expect from this team going forward? Man, I don't want to put a, a number on it or anything like that. I, I, I will say this. Don't wait for the momentum to build anymore. I yeah, mean, I, right. I know that that's kind of everybody's way is sort of prove it to me. And, and there have been some lean years, and I'm not going to try to sugarcoat those. I understand. Um, you want to see results, and, and, and that's kind of what you're waiting on. Well, mm-hmm. look, SMU beat the Lobos by double digits last year in the pit. Yes, they turned over their roster a bit. Their coach retired. New coach, terrific coach. They got worked in their gym. Mm -hmm. The Lobos put a 20-point beat down on them in their gym with high major transfers all over their roster and two outstanding returning guards from last year's team that worked the Lobos in the pit. This UNM team is transformed, and if you wait, you're going to be sorry. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Like, you won't want to miss Saturday's 5 p.m. tip in the pit with New Mexico State. The Thanksgiving tournament is going to be fantastic. Three Still. games at home. Mm-hmm. Let's get this this train absolutely like at max warp speed, and then. The Lobos would be ready, head out on the road, and, and maybe shock everybody and win at St. Mary's. That's that's the way I'm thinking. Like, wh- why wait until the end of conference or non-conference and go? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's cool. I'll, I'll come and see some games now. Let's go. Let's make it. You know, fifteen four eleven on Saturday at five o'clock against New Mexico State. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Let's move across the street for a second. And by the way, I couldn't agree with you anymore, right. Rob. Get out there. This is the reason why. We have a home court advantage here at the pit because of the crazy fans. Let's start as early as possible this season, get out there and support the boys. Speaking of supporting the boys, right across the street from the pit, University Stadium, uh, talk me off of this cliff, Rob. You know this is a big Coach G house over here at Two Men On. You know he's got our support. But, hey, you as good as anybody knows what Lobo fan is like. Talk me off this cliff. Yeah, it's tough right now. Um, there's no doubt. I, I'm going to start with this. Nobody likes to hear it. But fact one is that 2020 was a wash. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think that a seven-game COVID-shortened season where the Lobos didn't have a weight room and competed on the road the entire year counts as anything, then you're fooling yourself. That's just reality. That is a toss-out. That was a a nice first dry run, if you want to call it that, and, and a feel-good two wins at the end of the year, fantastic. But this is year two, and we right. knew from the beginning that this was going to be a five-year process. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no doubt that there are some things at this point that if Coach Gonzalez had his, you know, time machine there are a couple things he'd probably do differently but this is his first go so everybody just relax i know we don't like the old aaron Rodgers r-e-l-a-x right? <laughs> uh, <yeah>. but <laughs> that's what we need to do and and let this process take hold because these are the guys like if, if anyone has trouble remembering just jog your memory 
these are the guys that had it rolling in the 2000s when right. the crowds at University Stadium yeah. mm-hmm. were 28, 32, 35, 38,000 week in and week out for every home game for the better part of a decade. This, yeah. These are the guys. Yep. This is the group. There's no reason that this formula that has worked for literally decades is not going to work here again. It will, and everybody just has to be patient because Coach Gonzalez, with the help of Coach Long, and a bunch of the other guys are back too, just need time, and it will happen. That's how to talk you off the ledge right there, and I truly believe it. <sighs> Thank you so much. I feel, I, I feel better like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders, Rob. I mean, that was, I might as well be laying on a couch right now. <laughs> Rob, you're the best. Anything to leave us with before we let you go? Get your tickets for Saturday. Boom. Hey, what are you waiting for? Why are you sitting on your hands? What, what else do you need to see? I mean, it, it was awesome last night, and this team is ready, and they want you to be there and explode for them on Saturday. Just turn it into a pick game. Let's go. Love it. Rob Portnoy, Voice of Lobos. Thank you, friend. Oh, love being with you guys. When we get back, more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Big shout out to Rob Portnoy, Voice of the Lobos. We love having him on. Like He is the most talented dude that I probably know, not just in sports, in anything. He got me when I called him. He played a prank on me. He got me. Oh, what happened? <laughs> what happened? He, he, I forgot what company he said he was. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, I got the wrong number. And he's like, I got you, didn't I? Uh... But he doesn't know as we were scrambling for his number. So I thought I put the wrong number in there. Right, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. His timing's impeccable. Mm-hmm. Just like on the broadcast, his timing's impeccable. Whose time it is now for the Cy Young finalist. AL is yet to be announced, but it should be unanimous or close to unanimous for my boy Justin Verlander. But congratulations to the young man from Miami, Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara, National League Cy Young Award winner. First one from Miami. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. The most innings pitched in baseball this year. He's an innings eater, he keeps your team in the game, and he's a stud. Which is kind of unheard of in today's Major League Baseball. Oh, he's an absolute freak when it comes to that. He had six complete games this year. Wow. That's that's the equivalent, the equivalent of 20 back in the day. Correct. Right now. Not only is that more than any other pitcher, Robert, that is more than any other team Wow. Pitch last Oh, yeah. Workhorse. That's bonkers. Congratulations, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, there was some some other deserving pitchers, some, some people deserving of recognition, but I think Alcantara was the obvious choice, and Verlander is going to be the obvious choice. Alex Manoa, Dylan Cease mm-hmm. from the Blue Jays and from the White Sox, respectively. Great seasons. But Justin Verlander will probably win the Cy Young and the Comeback Player of the Year. 
39 years old. He's got to. 39 years old. Comes back from Tommy John surgery. His second Tommy John surgery. Has a lights-out season. That's unheard of. And wins the World Series. Has anyone ever came back from it twice at that high of a level? I, I don't think so. Not that I know of. No. Some, some people do get it multiple times to keep pitching, but not at this level. This looks like his second Tommy John surgery. Like they put in like a like one little slice of Max Scherzer right here. <laughs> <laughs> one little slice. Little Jacob deGrom right here on the other side. See what they should have been doing instead of checking his glove and his hand. Even checking his elbow. Yeah, really. See what's in there. We got a little slice of Bob Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkle a little Nolan Ryan on it. Yeah, give me a Nolan in here. (laughs) Hey, I want Nolan in my hips. You want him in your hips? If I was to get like some kind of hip uh, uh, replacement surgery, it'd mm-hmm. be Nolan Ryan's yeah. hips. Tell me why would you want his hips? Because he had that super high leg kick. Yes, he did. Like all the way up until like fifty. Yeah. Like I can't even move like that now, and I'm like forty and like healthy adjacent. Yeah, you, he his his leg kick was so high, like you couldn't even see his face. No, exactly. He, Hi- t- he tucked his, his whole face. Yeah, he took he tuck his chin in, and his his knee would go above his head. MVP awards announced tomorrow. When we get back, we will pick our MVPs and we'll do our way too early NFL awards. I'm just feeling like giving out some awards today. I'm, I like that. I'm a little awardee. Benevolent van. It's not a word. Awardee is not a word. <laughs> e. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The sports animal. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> what is this, White Snake? I have no idea. Def Def Leopard? <laughs> Something with big hair. Queen's Reich? <laughs> uh, why do those songs always start out with a guy talking about a town? There's a town! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta for- <laughs> you gotta formulate the setting first yeah. <laughs> before you tell the story. The guy, the guy just can't be anywhere, right? It's always at a town somewhere. There's a town. <laughs> <laughs> and he always eventually gets to rocking out. Yeah, that's what it's about. The guy from the town <laughs> solves all of his problems through rocking as hard yep, as possible. That's it. <laughs> Only if they could uh, fix Flint's water crisis <laughs> through the power of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> AL Cy Young to be announced any minute now. Um, it's totally Justin Verlander. If not, I mean, there's got to be some kind of uh, collusion if it's not. Yeah, there's no way they can give that to anybody else. So tomorrow will be the MVP. Oh, by the way, you're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We are in the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Monday's for the boys at Howie's watching some Monday night football. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. 
not just weekends, but you know, it's it's a clever saying. I I like I like the wording on it. Mm-hmm. You can have tell you have it could be a Teller Tuesday, yeah, if you want. All right, I think. Even though I think Shohei Otani. Are you going to start with the AL? Yeah, I'll do AL first. Okay, I thought you were going to build up to that one. but Oh, I think the, the real battle is going to be in the National League. Okay. So I think Shohei Otani is the best player on earth. He's the best player I've ever seen in my baseball fandom. He's a top five pitcher and a top five hitter, all wrapped up into the same human being. We haven't seen it before, and it'll probably be a long time before we see it again. He deserves the MVP every year that he plays the whole season healthy. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Aaron Judge had an epic, historic year. The best offensive year in the American League since friggin' 1967 and Carl Yastrzemski. That's how good he was. Even with Shohei Otani playing both sides of the ball, Aaron Judge still had a higher war, wins above replacement. It's a dorky statistic that I... Uh, base a lot of my views on you don't have to loyal listener you love war man i love war. once you get in your war bag it's over i'm a big uh <laughs> nobody can touch you no not even <laughs> i'm a big uh visiting field woba plus guy oh man i have no clue <laughs> no clue that's a weighted on base average adjusted for a neutral ballpark yeah that i'll show myself out you want to take the rest of this one <laughs> but aaron judge had such an epic season Set the AL home run record. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get it, it's a tragedy. No, he's got this, and it's it has to be unanimous. I know Shohei Otani will get votes. I guarantee you Shohei Otani will get votes. Number one, for the Yankees hate. Riders will do that. So the Yankees hate, number one. And number two, Shohei Otani is Shohei Otani. He's a top five pitcher and a top five hitter. Yeah. That spells MVP to a lot of voters, even with the season Aaron Judge had. But Aaron Judge is going to get it, right? He's going to get it, and he should get it. But my question is going forward. If Otani is this player for a good portion of the rest of his career, are they going to just find ways not to give it to him if people don't have the season that Aaron Judge just had? Uh, I think you you're on to something here, and I think he deserves it. Like he deserve every year he plays healthy and he plays to the level that he's playing now. He deserves it right. every friggin' year. Every year you have to have a s- historic year for him not to win it. Mm-hmm. But hey, who knows? We'll we, see. Because everybody can't do Aaron Judge numbers every season. Aaron Judge can't do Aaron it, Judge numbers every season. But Otani can do Otani numbers every year. I feel like. It's insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Sign me up. I hope he stays healthy. I hope the Angels put together a team so we can watch Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs. Oh, man. Are you listening, Artie Moreno? Please put a team around these two guys. Yeah, the, the league deserves it. The fans deserve it as well. Mike Trout's the, the best player of our generation, and Shohei Otani might be the best player of all friggin' time. Mm-hmm. They're on the same team, and they can't make the playoffs. It is sad. Yeah. It's like net sad. There's the there's your biggest disappointment. Oh, in baseball, the Mike Trout and Otani Angels not mm, making the playoffs. That's that is pretty bad. Okay, that's not as bad as the Nets. No, it's not. Because <laughs> no one, no one, no one said the Angels are going to just romp their way to the World Series. No one. 
They, the, the Angels really blew their wad on the rally monkey, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Like, that's the last <laughs> we've heard from the Angels. <laughs> they sold their soul for... I forgot about that. They sold their soul for a... Some kind of a tiny primate. Tiny primate. Yep. There you go. And now they'll never be back, even with the two best players in baseball. I think we need when we get back, we need to hit our way too early NFL awards. Okay. You got your list yet? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got a couple surprises. You want to give the NL MVP? Yeah, let's do NL and then we'll go to a break, then we'll switch over to NFL. Okay. Uh you wanna go first? Yeah, man, this is a hard one because we had one player like the Yankees and was just out there the entire season. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, kind of got reeled in a little bit. But since Fred's not here, I I will hold up the Cardinals banner because they got two players that could win this. But Paul Goldschmidt, he's got to win this. Just because of his numbers, he was chasing the Triple Crown. Right. He did it all season, even though at the end, you know, it was kind of weird. But, hey, it's a long season, and Paul Goldschmidt was the guy. I would give it to him. I agree. Uh, I think Goldschmidt deserves it. Uh, Manny Machado was the best player in baseball the first half of the season. But Goldschmidt kept up those numbers all season. Even finalist Nolan Arenado – says Goldie should win it. Right. So if your teammate, a guy who's already won an MVP, says that's the guy, I got to think that's the guy. But the problem I'm worried about is will Goldie and Arenado ah. eat at each other's votes? Because if you – they're on the same friggin' team. Like, yeah. Do, do they cancel each other out? Arenado's defense is better than Goldie's, so Arenado might get a couple votes because he's defensively superior. Right. They had both had great seasons. Some people might lean towards Arenado for whatever reason, and then that propels Manny Machado up. Oh, breaking news. What's up? Nothing to do with sports. Uh, Kendrick dropped a new video today. So. Oh, oh, we. I know what I'm doing on break. <laughs> Rich Spirit. My... Uh, Probably my favorite song off the new album. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Let's watch it together. When we get back, our way too early NFL awards. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Hold the presses, friend of the show's in the house. I love punctual Burcano. Mm-hmm. None of this Land of Manana stuff. Lieutenant Tom Rees is here, and he's here early. Hey. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Boom. I love that. That's, a, that's the Marine Corps in me, but it, it works. You got a fellow Marine right across the glass right Hoorah. there. Simplify my death. Hoorah. Yeah. So you're a Niners fan. I am. And this whole season, I've been yelling from the top of the mountain. Correctly so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to preface it with that. <laughs> I've been yelling from the top of the mountain. Jimmy G's the guy. He really is. What is all this Jimmy G hate? Where does this come from? I don't know. I think that, I think he's got a bad rap. I think he really is the guy. There was a throw that he made this weekend. It was third and long, and he put it. Uh, the he put the ball where absolutely nobody else could catch it on the sideline. Uh, and without that throw, they would have lost the game. Uh, they, that drive would have been over, and they, they would they would have lost. 
Um, does he sometimes maybe hold on to the ball a little bit too long in the pocket? Eh, we can criticize that a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I, I really think he is, and I think he's proven in the big games to do the job of a you know top-tier level quarterback. Um, is he in the top 10? Probably, he's probably not going to make any, anyone's top 10 list, um, but is he good enough to take uh, the Niners to uh, the big show? I think he's shown that, and I think this year shouldn't be any different. I um, <clears throat> he's a winner, right? Correct. He's like when Tom Brady was younger, and, and I'm not, listen, quit yelling at your radio right now. I'm not comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Tom Brady. Okay, no, no one ever would. But when Tom Brady was younger, like he had, oh, he's too slow. Oh, he can't read defensive. Oh, he doesn't have that big arm. But what he did was win over and over and over again. And that's what Jimmy G does consistently. Uh, again, like he took him to. Uh, the big game. It took him to the NFC Championship, and and I think maybe perhaps it's that you know once you get in that platinum uh, league of oh you've won a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter anything after that. You can you can be a, a C tier quarterback, but once you've gotten that that Super Bowl ring, you could do anything. But without that, he really has won big games. He's proven that he's a a good quarterback. I think he's the guy. I think you know what it is. A lot of people, for some reason, forget football is a team sport. Boom. And they feel like your quarterback, if he's not Joe Montana or if he's not Tom Brady, then your team can't win. But we see with teams like the 49ers, it's not just the quarterback. They have a quarterback who won't make the mistake to lose them the game. Their their running game is I have a hard time thinking of another team that perhaps right. has a better running game than they do. Yeah. And he's I, I think that some people have, I think, mislabeled him as as a game manager. He doesn't <laughs> throw the ball that much. He doesn't have to doesn't with that to running game. Yeah. Running game and great defense. That running game was an unstoppable, especially uh, late in the game. Um, but you, I think you're right. I, I think they forget that their defense is a top-tier defense, and I think that's going to help them. It's hard to think that they're only five and four. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, to think of how good of a team they are, they had a couple bad bad losses against the Bears. I mean, eh, yeah, that, that was freak. Yeah, that was monsoon. <laughs> that, that, that whatever. Was, so uh, to think of them only as a five and four team, it's hard because top tier level quarterback, top tier offense, top tier defense. What else are they missing? Right. So. Now they got their new shiny toy, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, man, that how, how stoked oh, were man. you when you saw the news? Of I that actually, trade? I couldn't believe it. I'll be quite honest with you because <laughs> uh, now that he's healthy and I think they've had him for a couple of weeks now to get with the game plan and their scheme. I think uh, it, it's really his pick your poison on offense uh, and with Debo and, and getting uh, a Kittle involved, which was I think I was a little surprised they didn't. I didn't see him as much as perhaps they've used him in the past, but I also think that they were double covering him right Mm -hmm. um but they have so many weapons on offense and McCaffrey uh he's so fast he he gets in the open field he could break tackles there was a couple tackles he broke in the third and fourth quarter um he's a he's an awesome weapon to be able to A, a healthy Christian McCaffrey for my money is the second best running back in football behind Derrick Henry and his skill set just opens up an offense for you, and a guy like Shanahan, who He's, gets who gets that toy mm-hmm. with his offensive brain, like it's going to get better and better every week for them. I, I agree, and, and seeing him this week, I think, and what their offense potentially can do moving forward, I think was a, a small snapshot of of their potential 
So I'm looking the, forward to it. The boys are joined by Niners superfan, Albuquerque Fire and Rescue's Lieutenant Tom Ruiz, and uh, we have a friend in common. We absolutely do. We do. <laughs> One, Kim Kirshen of She's Locker 505. She's the best. Yes, you she guys is. just wrapped up Socktober, man. How'd that go? Awesome. So this is our third year. Um, we have been able to collect, have people donate, uh, whatever the phrase you want to use is. Sure. Tens of thousands of socks, and that's not a small feat. Nah, no pun intended. Right. Uh, yeah, see what I did there? Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. That's not easy to do. Nice. Um, to be able to do that and get the community involved for a cause that everybody knows is uh, incredibly important. Right. Uh, the, the students and the kids of Bernalillo County, it's it's a need. They absolutely need these these items, and especially now that in the winter when it's cold. For us to be able to get these amount of socks, tens of thousands of socks, is 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 really just awesome to be to be quite honest. Uh, this year we were able to get donated eleven thousand five hundred, just shy of that. Good Ooh, that's wow, a, that's, that's a lot of socks. Eleven thousand five hundred. That's that's a lot of socks. So the generosity of the of the community, um, we 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 obviously couldn't do it do it without them. Uh, but Kim is fantastic. Uh, her ability to to help the students of Bernalillo County. Um, it really is um, an awesome undertaking that, that she's went ahead and, and done. So we're absolutely thrilled to, to partner with them. This is our third year uh, that we've partnered with them. Uh, and moving forward, we'll keep doing the same thing. Love it. Love that. A true testament to her passion for what she does is she was upset that she didn't break a record. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you got I think, 11,500. Yeah. And, she, and she's she upset that she didn't break the record. She wanted more. I think, you know, last year was we, we were able to get a little bit more than that. Uh, that's, a, that's a number not to take lightly. Of that, course right, not. Yeah. So, You'd be super proud of that. We're absolutely proud. And so the, the ability, they have a new store. I don't know if you've been able to see it yet. Oh, it's but amazing. Their new store is phenomenal. Um, yeah, one of, one of the mannequins up front is wearing a two men on shirt. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. right, oh, in, the, right was, in the window. Right I in the was, window. I was just, I'm not, uh, I guess I didn't have my observant uh, uh, glasses on that day, but I was just there. And uh, Kim and the folks over there are just fantastic, sure. and we love partnering with them, and we'll continue to do so. Loyal listener, friend of the show, I know you know already, but uh, Kim Kirshen and Locker 505 is your local um, independently ran clothing bank for children in need in town. Bring all of your. You know, new or gently used clothes, new socks, new undies, backpacks, toys, anything that uh, a school kid might need. Locker 505 is the station for your donations. And as far as that, you know, Socktober record goes, Mm -hmm. I think a little bit might be our fault because we had the partnership in between Locker 505 and New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and people were taking donations of socks and underwear there oh, as well. Interesting. Ah. So okay. if we combine those yeah. two numbers. You stole some numbers from us. Yes, I did, and I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you, you have a lot of explaining to do and to Kim. Just like the the Aaron brothers are the all-time home run leaders, Yeah. Um, if we combine Pinon and Socktober, it's a new record. I guarantee it. It's a no-brainer, too. Congratulations, yeah. Albuquerque, for helping <laughs> That's out. That's right. Uh, if I could, she, yeah, she had mentioned to me um, – the one item I guess they're in need of right now is uh, boys and men's boxer briefs. Okay. So moving forward, if if, if you uh, would be as so kind to take those donations over to Locker 505, they're over on Manal. 
right across the street from Coronado, so where the big Macy's is, right across the street, there's a right. FedEx building. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're right uh, adjacent to that building. Um, always, always accepting donations. But she had mentioned that uh, boys and men's boxer briefs is what they're that what they could use right now. Uh, Robert, are you a boxer brief guy? Are you a boxer boxer uh, brief boxer all brief. the way. Same. Yes, all, all day. I like the. I got turned on to like the synthetic kind of athletic sliding shorts kind of boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. Yes. Hard segue. A, <laughs> a, you sold it pretty well. Yeah, that's a boxer briefs all day. Yeah, this is this yeah. is not a paid advertisement for big for, boxer for, briefs. Anyway, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got going in your world, friend? Oh, so Thanksgiving is going to be here uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, and any time we have people cooking in and around the kitchen, we always have some sort of catastrophe, uh, especially with a uh, 20-pound bird going into a boiling pot of, of grease. I've seen it. What, what I've can seen go wrong, it in right? person. <laughs> so uh, the, the quick, uh, really quick, uh, make sure your bird is completely dry before you dunk it in. You can also test the level of, of the the grease right make sure it's the right the correct temperature there's a formula to figure out how much grease you put in that pot before you dunk that that bird in to make sure it doesn't overflow uh please do not do it indoors make sure it's on a on a a flat stable surface uh just some quick psas on on how not to burn your house down for thanksgiving because that's if if Burkenio has questions how do they reach out to you absolutely on our website we have some uh, safety information uh, NFPA.org is also a great resource for uh, fire safety in general. It talks about uh, what not to do a lot of times for uh, those specific types of emergencies for cooking and and, and whatnot. But um, our website will will have some information on there uh, for cooking safety for uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So a 21st annual turkey trek supporting Locker 505 is going down. Uh, <laughs> We've got a team together. You got a team? Oh, of course. Nice. Oh, yeah. I don't run. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you. Someone's uh, got to do it. It'll be us. Uh, Fred and Robert will be there. Yes. Uh, I'll be fantastic. I'll be out of town. Yeah. But, yeah, so support uh, the 21st annual uh, fun run. It's going to support Locker 505. You can register, locker505.org. Look, just do anything you can in the community for Locker 505. Kim and her team are just the most amazing people, and they deserve Every bit of credit they get, every bit of support they get in the community. She's great. We saw her over at uh, the Trunk or Treat uh, event that they had with Caldwell Banker. Uh, she had her booth up there. We we had a fire truck and some some friends over at the Caldwell Banker Off Academy. Um, Kim's just great. Her whole team is great. Um, for us to be able to partner with them for these these past three years has been uh, nothing but um, nothing but great. So we appreciate them for what they do for for the children of the community for sure. Except for saving people's houses on Thanksgiving, what else does <laughs> AFR have going on? So we have a, a cadet class that's graduating soon, uh, the first the first week of December. Uh, so those those cadets will be out in the field, and um, we have some new firefighters in your community. We have another cadet class. We have an open enrollment that will be coming up uh, in the beginning of the year. Uh, cabq.gov slash fire. The first tab on there is how to become a firefighter. Boom. Uh, anything you need to uh, get some information on what is required, what are the prerequisites. If you qualify, jump on there. You can also, uh, my contact information is on there as well. Uh, please feel free to reach out and contact me if, if uh, a, a career in the fire service was what you're thinking of. Um, yeah, that, that open enrollment will begin soon for the, for the next class.
How exciting, exciting stuff. We love everything you do for the community, and thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. AFR's Lieutenant Tom Ruiz, uh, 49ers super fan, going to have a good rest second <laughs> half of the season That's for the Niners. That's roll. Hey, when we get back, we're, we are doing our way-too-early NFL award giveaway. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Thanks again, AFR's Lieutenant Tom Ruiz. He's such a cool dude. We're we're lucky, Robert, to work with like so many like people who have such a great impact on right. the community. Yeah, and luckily for us, they're all cool dudes. They're cool, <laughs> and also, you know what? It's their passion, and they want to do it. I've met a few people before in different cities, or. Some here, they just it's like it's a burden or it's like, oh, it's a task. Not not with the people that we work with. No, for sure. I mean and that's by design. Right. You know, if you're not passionate about your community, we don't want anything to do with you because I mean that's something that we we use these microphones, we use this platform as an opportunity to help the community. I would feel awful about myself if I had this position and I didn't do anything with it. You're true. Very, very true. Time for our way too early NFL awards. What do you want to start off with? You want to go from the bottom to the top, or you want to start at the top? Let's do like offensive rookie, or you want to start like that, or you want to go straight to MVP? You know what? Let's come in hot. Let's go straight, straight MVP. Okay. Who do you have right now as the NFL's MVP? Okay. This is a quarterback award, right? Most definitely. A couple years ago, I think Derrick Henry should have won it. Yep. This year, a quarterback's going to win it. But my guy, the most valuable player, is Tyreek Hill. In my book, I know he's not going to win it. Yeah. This is a quarterback award. Whoever the best quarterback for the best team is, is going to win it. But Tyreek Hill... Went from being an absolute monster in Kansas City for an elite quarterback, and everyone had their doubts of him going to Miami. Everyone had their doubts about Tyreek because he was only that good Mm -hmm. because of Patrick Mahomes. They had their doubts about Tua. He's left-handed. He can't read defenses. He can't throw a deep ball, blah, blah, blah. And look at what both of them are doing. Like Tyreek Hill went from being – one of the best receivers in the league on one of the best offenses in the league. Duh, it makes total sense. To being the guy. He is on pace to break the record in his first year with a new quarterback. That is bonkers. The Dolphins are not the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill. To me, that screams MVP. As much as I want to agree with you. I'm very wrong. (laughs) It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen, but it, it should. It should. It should, but this isn't end of the year. This is midseason, so you're right. Right. Don't forget what I just said. <laughs> okay, I got one. Here's mine, and, okay. and it's going to surprise you because I've been downplaying this guy all season long, his whole career. Tua 
to uh, I'm gonna try to. I don't know how to say his name. Tagovailoa. I think you. you I think you nailed it. Is that what it I is? I think that was perfect. Tagovailoa. Oh, there. That's it. Tua is the midseason MVP. As much as it pains for me to say that. The highest-rated quarterback. Highest-rated. In every statistical metric, he is the highest-rated quarterback. Passer rating, completion percentage over 70. His passing yards don't match up because he missed. Missed two games? Missed two games. But the seven games he's played, they've won them all. Highest-scoring team. So, to me, without Tua, that's what it's been – said and what's been showing the, the Dolphins don't win those games that they've won and they're in first place in a division that no one thought would win besides the Buffalo Bills yeah they are first in the east yes AFC east nobody had them they, everybody was you know everybody was curious oh they have Tyreek let's see what Tua can do now they've been they've been killing it I got to, you know, I, I don't I don't think when I think of an elite quarterback, I don't think of him. But when I'm thinking of an MVP right now in the middle of the season, it's Tua. I like it a lot. He's going to get more votes than Tyreek because, I mean, what we just said. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. Okay, so the favorite right now for the MVP is Lamar Jackson. You must be looking at last year's. Nope. No way. The betting odds. No uh, way. Are you kidding me? The betting odds, uh, Patrick Mahomes is number one, Josh Allen's number two, Tua is number three, Jalen Hurts four, and Lamar is five. But the trending bets are showing that Lamar Jackson is going to be the favorite to win the MVP. Wow. That ooh, They know something. They know something. They know something. They know a lot. Tyreek Hill is all the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth spot. Mm-hmm. My guy is ninth. So I should probably put some cheddar on that, right? Yeah, you should. He is uh, Patrick Mahomes is the odds-on favorite at plus 120. That means 100 bucks will get you $220. But my dude, Tyreek Hill, is plus 5,000. Ooh. So a hundred dollars can get me fifty fifty one hundred bucks off that bet. Man, that's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. But the way Justin Jefferson Jet played last week, he could catch up real fast, really quick. What's the next one you want to do? Let's do defensive player of the year. Okay. And the odds-on favorite. I already know who that one is. Uh, who who do you, who do you think the odds-on favorite is? Micah Parsons. You're correct. Yeah. The favorite for defensive player of the year mm-hmm. is Micah Parsons. I got Max Crosby. He has been an absolute beast so far this year. Max Crosby of the Raiders? You are correct. Do you know on what that, team he plays on? Let me say it again. The Raiders? Garbage team leading the NFL in sacks, leading defensive line uh, in tackles. He's an absolute stud. He is freaking people out. And as of right now, trending, uh, he is the fifth favorite. You know who I really have as a dark horse to win this award at the end? Hmm. Matthew Judon of the Patriots. 
Okay. I've watched them play a couple of games. Yeah. One game he had like four sacks. The other game he had three. He's the third favorite right oh, now. Oh, okay. So okay. He, I knew he had to be up there somewhere. The NFL world and the, uh, the gambling world is giving Judon some love for sure. Micah Parsons is the overwhelming favorite. Yeah. At negative 250. Wow. So <laughs> just give it to him now. You got to lay down 250 just to win $100 back. That is bonkers. That's how big of a favorite he is right now. Okay. Defensive player of the year to offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And we all know that the MVP is a quarterback award, that mm-hmm. a quarterback's going to win it. My dude Tyreek isn't going to win it. But if he stays on this trajectory and he stays healthy, if you don't give him the MVP, you got to give him the offensive player of the year, right? You have to. But there's always a but. There's always a but. And there's also seven more weeks of football. Anything could happen. Yes. Jefferson can go off for 200 a game and lap Tyreek. Derrick Henry could average 170 a game and lap all of them. And you could see that because he does this every year. When it comes to the second part of the season, Derrick Henry goes off because of wherever they play, it's always like bad weather or something. And they just give him the ball. And you've already seen it. They started it already. Your boy Khalil Mack is plus 8,000. If you want to bet on an outsider, I think that's, that's good money. Ooh. <laughs> and he's been balling out. Oh, he has. No love for Derwin James Jr., though. He's not even, oh, he's not even on that's, the list. That's, that's bad. Not even on the list. Come on now. What happened? You know what, to me, is the most interesting award, the midseason award right now to me, is the comeback player of the year. Okay, I like this. All right. Now... Who would you say right now is the comeback player of the year in the NFL? <sighs> this is tough because I think we saw one happen during the year. Mm-hmm. Your MVP. Oh. But that's, I mean. See what they do, though. They try to say this guy last year. Well, this is how, the come, this is how I look at comeback. Say, t- tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. You were good at a point. You got sorry. Then you came back and became good again. Okay. That's how I look at that award. And am I looking at this wrong? No. Usually it comes off of like a down year or, or an injury. Okay. Either you play way below your expectations and Thank then bounce you. back, or you miss a lot of time with injury and then come back playing well. Because I have a problem with who they have winning the comeback player of the year and who's the leader in the midseason award. Okay. They have Geno Smith. Okay. The hell is he coming back from? <laughs> Obscurity. He's never been good. <laughs> How? Oh my god. He's got to be up there though. No, nah, man. That's a good point. What did he come nah, back from? What did from? he come back from? The bench? <laughs> <laughs> no one was like, "Man, what happened to that MVP Geno Smith?" Nobody. There's only three players that should be looked at in this award, and it's not Geno Smith. And they're, they're all running backs, right? The top three yes. besides Geno are running backs. Exactly. Off the top of my head, I would guess the favorites, Barkley. Yes. And then, of course, Henry and McCaffrey. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Okay. Because those are three great players that people were scrambling for to put on their fantasy teams. No sure. one has ever drafted Geno Smith. In any, 
in any fantasy rounds. <laughs> Gino's mom didn't draft him no. in his fantasy. <laughs> How is he the comeback player? Pete Carroll didn't draft Geno Smith no, this year. Not at all. You could have you could have did a search for Geno and he probably wouldn't have came up. Um the melanin in me uh wants to vote for Christian McCaffrey, but I think <laughs> I think Saquon is the obvious answer. Oh right? yeah, Saquon. Well, but he's doing he's doing both. He's doing both. Like both the criteria we're talking about. Yeah. He returned to greatness and came back from an injury. Also, Derrick Henry did the same thing. Sure. I say whoever wins the rushing title wins this award because those two, either one of them will win it. You're probably right. Yep. I think it's got to be Saquon right now. If he stays healthy. Oh, yeah, Saquon right now. It's his to lose if he stays healthy. Because he's doing everything. Also, Vegas has an excellent sense of humor. I don't know if you know this, Robert. They put Cam Akers on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are oh, those odds? What are those odds? Plus 15,000. Oh, my goodness. Hey, a dollar bet gets you $1,500. Excuse me. A dollar bet gets you $150. 100, Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. A dollar bet gets you $150 on Cam Akers. What if he comes back and like has like a 500-yard rushing game? Oh, my God. <laughs> what, nine touchdowns? <laughs> Against the top defense in the league. He just goes all OJ on him. The running back way. I also, I'm looking here. They have a midseason game of the year, and I disagree with it. Okay, what is their midseason game of the year? It was week two, Miami versus the Ravens. That game where Tua oh, went off. It was 42-38, was... to 38, and they came back and won. That's not the game of the year. That's the most highlights in a game. Yeah. That's not the game of the year. Though. That was an amazing game. Uh, what do you got? The one that we talked about. Give me the Bills versus the Vikings. That, that was, game. That was a bonkers game. That game had everything you never expected happen. Do you know Jets gloves are already in the Hall of Fame from that catch? For real? It already in what, the Hall of Fame. Why did they put the other glove in? The other glove had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one glove. Yes, it is already in the wow. Hall of Fame. What's the what what do they have next to it? If uh, they have his gloves in the Hall of Fame already, that right there is the game of the year. That's an excellent point. What, also, what's the caption next to that? The catch. <laughs> Again, what? They probably have. I mean, it's not just photos in there anymore. They probably got like a video board that shows that catch over and over yeah. and over again on a loop. That's crazy. The gloves and the arm sleeve. Excuse me. His arm sleeve is in Canton, too. It's, come on now. This is. That's freaking sweet. I'm mad if my gloves get to the Hall of Fame before I do. <laughs> I'm mad about that. Hey, but what if he like sustains like an awful injury or he falls off the face of the earth? I'm At least his gloves nah, and sleeves are there. I'm still upset because I put those gloves on. If my gloves are in there, I, they might as well put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Hey, the way they talk about him, they might as well. I know. Uh, we'll wrap up our midseason awards when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. 
got a quickie for you right here as we wrap up our midseason awards. Let's do the rookies. Oh, I like that. Let's just knock out the defensive player real quick because this one is a no-brainer. Yeah. Souse. Souse. Gardner. It is not even close. They might as well just give him the award now. He should get votes for defensive MVP. That's actually he should, especially with the way that defense is playing on the Jets and the record that they have. It is nuts. What is what he is doing? I'm trying a, to see a rookie any, anyone shutting down the NFL. Only other player that I can think of off the top of my head, Aiden Hutchinson from the the Lions, but. Nah, he's not. He's not sauce. Aiden. Aiden is good. Yeah, he's had some huge plays too. Mm-hmm. You see the one last week on the goal line where he like ran twenty yards around and stopped him from scoring. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, shout out to Devin Lloyd, linebacker for the Jags too. He's having a year, but nobody is having a year like Sauce. He's just coming in hot. Yes, doing what he said he was gonna do. Hey, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. number is yeah. one. Yes. My number is one. Now watch me work. Offensive rookie of the year is going to be a little tougher. Okay. We're probably going to need a few more weeks of data for this one because my guy, who I think is the best offensive rookie, hasn't played enough to qualify. Kenneth Walker the third from the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Running back. Running like a maniac since he took over the job. Right. I think he's like the biggest standout so far. He was um... – I saw some stat. He was, what, over five yards a carry? He is bonkers. He's that what? dude. I, mean, I know he, he tore us up. I don't know how, like, he's like a sleeper or, like, people didn't believe in him. He literally led the NCAA in rushing last year. This should not come as a surprise. Also, he has the fourth most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. It's nuts, right? Yeah, seven rushing touchdowns. Trying to think. Who else? Who, who else? Who do they have as a favorite if they don't have him? Well, uh. Chris, and Chris, I don't even, I'm going to say your last name wrong. I'm sorry. Olave. Is it Olave? Yeah. That was my guess. Because I haven't seen a whole Saints game all year. (laughs) Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton really don't push the meter for me Mm -hmm. to watch unless it pops up on the red zone somehow magically. The only other player I would say is is this guy because I have him on one of my fantasy teams. The running back for the Texans, Damian Pierce. He's a dude. Yes. I like to watch this kid run. Oh, he is tough. He's pissed off all the time. Yes, and he's fast. He's not, you know, usually the guy who likes to run you over isn't fast. Mm-hmm. He could juke if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to. He wants to run you over. Man, it stole him in the fourth round, too. Yeah, yeah I think just for volume, Chris Olave. 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 <laughs> That sounds like a oil of Olave. <laughs> he got me. He beat me to it. This sounds like a women's lotion company. Now scented in lavender. Try Olave. Olave. You can't say it with the regular voice. No, no, no. Olave. I'm surprised it doesn't have like a squiggly or a house top or nothing. It's just, <laughs> it's just regular. There's no dots. There's no squiggly. See, that's what messes you up because you read it and you're like, Olave? Olave? No, it's Olave. Is he Irish? One, okay, one more. Before, <laughs> before we go, though, one more category they don't have mentioned. Okay. 
Who do you have as the midseason coach of the year? Oh, somebody from New York. <laughs> the guy? One, you think one of those? Either the Giants or the Jets, right? Oh, it's got to be. It's Yeah. Man, I, you know who I was thinking? Huh? I was thinking Pete Carroll. Oh, God, man. He That's can be a in it, one. too. Yeah. Give me Robert Sala. Or, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just went blank. Giants guy. Yeah, the the coach who doesn't look like a coach. He don't look like it. Looks like he does the midnight shift at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Day Bowl. And that's a name for someone yes. who does the midnight shift at Arby's. <laughs> he hates his name, so it just says Brian D on his name Mr. tag. <laughs> Oh, man. He's he's the guy who gives you all the sauce. <laughs> you don't even have to ask him for extra. Nick, no. <laughs> Nick Sirianni is the favorite. Is he? And that doesn't look or sound like a coach either. Who does he coach? That's for? the Eagles coach. No, man, no. Get out of here. They yeah. were they – were, people were picking them to go to the Super Bowl before the season. I'm assuming the odds that I'm reading were before Monday. I think oh, yeah. they've been updated since Monday. Uh, Mike McDaniel is number two odds. Robert Sala is three. Brian Dable's four. Sala has done a great job. The Jets, man. Yeah, man, that just sounds weird to, to say that, that the Jets. The Giants and the Jets are mm-hmm. going to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Well, on track, too. Yeah, unless they say. collapse, pull a Raiders on us. Mike McDaniel's got a shot. Mike McDaniel's like the only guy to go straight from the geek squad at Best Buy to an NFL head coaching job. I tell you what, I, t- <laughs> I tell you who, if they win out, who's going to win that award? Jeff Saturday. Boom. Yes. <laughs> and deserve it. Yes. And deserve it. All right, more NFL talk when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. Two hours in the books. Good show so far. Oh, yeah. Thanks to Rob Portnoy, Voice of Lobos, joining us. Thanks for Lieutenant Tom Ruiz joining us. How much money? What's the most amount? What's the biggest amount of money you lost in one day, Robert? That's a good question. It's not a lot because I don't gamble. You know that. Yeah. Um... I'd probably say, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know exactly the amount. It's $3,400, and I'll tell you how off air. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly uh, what it was. Yeah. How about $94 billion? That's creator and, uh, what, a 51% stakeholder in the cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. Yeah. FTX is an acronym for futures exchange. Oh, man. Tom Brady and Giselle were big investors and big spokespeople for this FTX exchange. And all this was, it wasn't a legitimate Bitcoin cryptocurrency uh, exchange. It was basically a Ponzi scheme with the face of it being a bunch of rich and famous people who also got duped who knew nothing about the cryptocurrency or crypto exchange. Tom Brady, Giselle, Steph Curry, yep. Larry David, 
Shaquille O'Neal, Naomi Osaka. Now I understand. Even the whole team of the Golden State Warriors, the friggin' the fake. Oh my gosh, I was looking at this. FTX Arena or whatever. I thought it said Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Yes. It's and. and. The whole team. The whole organization got duped. Sam Bankman Fried. Look, this dude's last name is Bankman Fried. <laughs> that should have been. That is a telltale sign. A huge red flag for anybody that's going to dump money into this Bitcoin Ponzi scheme. First off, learn about it. Most people don't even know what Bitcoin is or what blockchain technology is. First, learn about that and then learn about the legitimacy of the business you're investing in. Well, okay. In their defense, check this out. This was, they had a, a Super Bowl ad, didn't they? A bunch of them. Yeah. So you would think, hey, this is legit. Legit. Tom Brady and Giselle, Steph Curry had a commercial, Larry David had a commercial. Hey, check this out. From Larry David's commercial for yeah. FTX, uh -huh, yeah. which he lost a lot of money in. I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. He said in the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never, Jerry. Do you feel sorry for them? Do I feel sorry for rich and famous multimillionaire and billionaires? Thank you. Um, I'm sad they got duped. I'm sad they got hustled by a really meanie, meanie, meanie hustler guy. I'm not. But not really. I'm not. This happens to regular people every single day. Yes. Every day. Just not on a grand scale like that. But it may not be on a grand scale to them, but to everyday people, to lose any type of money, coins, is a big deal. A hundred percent. This happens to your grandma like once a week. For real. Once you got your grandma a cell phone. Oh, my goodness, yes. She's giving money to the prince of Namibia <laughs> once a month. She don't know any better. I do believe we are cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry in his commercial. <laughs> I don't need to be a crypto expert. With FTX, I have everything I need to buy, sell, and trade crypto and wait for the last word, safely. $94 billion disappeared into the ether. Wow. It's estimated that Tom and Giselle together lost $750 million. <laughs> That's so much money. $750 million. Now, do, now I understand why this divorce wasn't like a nasty one. Usually you get the nasty divorce. You know, it's a lot of headlines and I want this and he wants that. It was pretty split. Hey, we, we're, we're done. See ya. They had a rock solid prenup. They're basically mm -hmm. just keep everything that they came in with. Yep. And they got a split property. Like that's it's as easy as it gets. You know, people worth that much money. They don't have stupid prenups. Oh, no. They paid somebody a lot of money. To it's, make a, that. it's a business meeting over a month. Before we say, before we really do this, let's sit down and divvy this up.
God, this is funny. I would have thought it was way more. It would have been way more names, though, because I feel like the rich always pick up the phone and say and call other rich people and be like, we can get richer doing this. Well, problem is they they uh, suckered a bunch of celebrities. It's not like they got Warren Buffett or mm. Jeff Bezos mm. or somebody to fall for this. They just got famous people who have more money than they know what to do with and who are going to invest in stuff that they don't know anything about. So what this what you're basically saying is everyone's going to get really good expensive lawyers and they're going to be off the hook. Um I doubt it cuz that money vanished to thin air. Like it's not worth anything. Like blood oh. blood from a stone, baby. You can't get anything out of this guy. He lost his whole fortune. Like the things crumbled. And I'm sure they all signed like knowledge of investment sheets where you're like, "Okay, I mean you have a, a loss uh, a risk loss here, a loss risk here. Oh, man. Come on, man. This was based in the Bahamas. Come, <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Oh, that's like the second worst out of uh, behind Nigeria. <laughs> like, come on. Like, where are you based out of? Bahamas? Yeah, here, take my millions. Yeah, let's let's send all this money to a country that has no extradition policy and can't um, oh. can't enforce any of oh. these can't enforce any of these United States regulations. Oh my goodness! Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> <laughs> I got a good friend who got in on Bitcoin early, and he's killing it. And he knew better mm-hmm. than than this business, like, right? Because he knows what he's doing, and he didn't mess with these people at all. But a lot of people, especially after the Super Bowl, whether it's like a dollar or ten dollars or a hundred or a million, invested in this. There's over. There's going to be over a million plaintiffs in the class action lawsuit against FTX. If they can prove that they knew it was a Ponzi scheme the whole time, yeah, which it was, it was, it a hundred percent was. Well, you know why I knew it was because it really got popular during the pandemic. Right. When everyone was locked down, it was like, ah, what can we create to make people think they can make money by sitting at home? I That's what happened. I hope this guy hit a bunch of money all over the place. Oh, you know he did. Come on now. $94 billion fortune gone. The company was worth $32 billion. All the value disappeared overnight. The uh, Wall Street Journal valued FTX. The company and the exchange for a dollar a piece. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that is so funny. Do you think this contributed to the Tom and Giselle breakup? Yeah, because they're trying to figure out whose idea was it to invest in this. That's what the that's what the real fight was about. It wasn't about football. It was about this. Oh no, they got Big Poppy too. Not Big Poppy. Oh, Big Poppy. Poor on. guy. He's from the DR. He knows any business out of Bahamas ain't no good. God, he should know better. He huh? should know. But this is where I say your rich buddies, he's looking around. Hey, if Tom Brady's in it. I know this is legit. Right. I'm just going to say if, if Jay Z's not a part of it, <laughs> I'm not right. a part of it. Uh, that's <laughs> how you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Puffy, maybe. Jay-Z, definitely. No, J- Jay-Z is not. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. He is not playing about his coins. Oh, they got sunshine, too. Trevor Lawrence got caught up oh. in it. Oh. 
Not Sunshine. You ain't got your second check yet, buddy. Wait a minute. Why didn't he just talk to his owner of the team and ask him? He See, he's tripping. Yeah, that is dumb. And it's and it's all people who don't know anything about this. No. Like I said, like it's not like they hustled Warren Buffett. These are all actors and athletes. They don't know any better. Yeah, see, Warren Buffett would have shut that all the way down. One phone call. What? You want me to put money in what? Let me check this out. Let me check it out. Nope, this is a Ponzi scheme. Yep. You're hustling Tom Brady. You're going to drive a wedge in between the Bradys, and they're going to get divorced because of you. <laughs> Bank man fried. I wish. His d- name. Yeah. Is See, this Bank is, bro, man fried. This seems like. It seems like a prank. The more you think about it, Super Bowl ads, all the athletes got got, Bankman fried, Bahamas, come on. Is this the guy behind Firefest too? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we don't really know McAfee's dead. Uh, oh, good point. <laughs> this might be him. Oh, that was a bonkers doc. Oh, that guy lived a life. He was basically Hunter S. Thompson without all the talent. Yes. That's one documentary I could watch once a week and and notice some other stuff that I missed the other times. I forgot what it's called. I got to get the friend of the show on this. Uh, the name of that? Yeah. Let me see. That's not the one. The Dangerous Life of John McAfee? That's not what it was called. Uh, Let me take a look. No, see, that was the one that came out in 2016. Running with the Devil. That's the one that came out this year? Yeah, Running with the Devil. That is bonkers. Because it was basically an extension of the one you just named off. Right. The Dangerous Life of John McAfee let us know how crazy he was. The second one that came out this year let you know all the stuff. He is an insane person. It's a wildly interesting documentary, though. Mm-hmm. It's captivating. <laughs> it's one of those documentaries that I watch, and I feel fantastic about myself. Yeah, after. you're like, you know what? I, I, my life is not that bad. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> that I'm not insanely rich. Van, I don't know, man. I think if you had the money he had, your documentary will be very interesting as well. Now, <laughs> let's say nah, you nah, get, you uh, gave yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Let's say <laughs> let's say you gave me a hundred million dollars right now. I would get weird with it, but I wouldn't be a danger to myself or others. Right? If you gave me that money in my mid twenties, oh yeah, oh good, that documentary is going to be fire. Yeah. Yes. John McAfee ain't got jack on Young Van. <laughs> I promise you that. That is a promise. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at you. You go crazy, too. You know it. <laughs> I'm talking about now. Yeah, right now, right, right now. Right now. We could start the documentary the day you give me my money. <laughs> hey, we got to... Um... A ripple in this trade proposal we talked about earlier. Okay. Uh, so, friend of the show, JD, asked for our advice to trade Stefan Diggs for Singletary, James Conner, and Lockett. 
Okay. Which I uh, disagreed with, but you convinced me otherwise. Okay. Due to Diggs uh, having to play in horrible weather every week throughout the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. I like that rationale. We gave him the advice to do the trade if he could step up Tyler Lockett in the trade. Okay. Okay. But uh, there's a new fun fact here. The person he's trading with already has Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill? No way. You can't give that guy no. Stephon Diggs. No, you're giving him the entire league. That is 150 points a week for those three guys. And it's PPR? Oh, yeah. That's insane. You, Whoa. No, there's no way JD, those three dudes could be on the same you team. You cannot do that. No, now. you got to tell us that first. Yes. <laughs> Lead with that. Yes. If you get a serious upgrade over Tyler Lockett, then still do it. But you cannot give that guy Jet, the, Cheetah, <laughs> and Stefan. The, the only way you do that trade is he's got to give you one of those two guys. And you can't do that either. No. Nope. Yeah, don't trade it to him. Don't, no. don't give him that guy no. all that firepower. Mm -mm. You're going to have to play him in a couple weeks. He's going to beat your ass. <laughs> More sports and sports adjacent talk when we get back. We promise no more crypto. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The sports animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On. 95.9 FM AM 610. The sports animal. In a town. <laughs> You're getting your 80s on today back there. <laughs> You can go home and watch Spinal Tap. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. All your real estate needs, make sure you check out our dude, John Lopez. He does everything, buying, selling, renting, educating, uh, and what he does for the community, we're really proud to be part of. So make sure you check out John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy for all of your real estate needs. Bryce Harper's going under the knife. And this is a weird one because you know that he had to DH all last year right? because he had a UCL tear. And the UCL tear is what leads to the Tommy John surgery. Tommy John, you have to be out for 12 to 18 months, and it's a long rehab process, and it sucks. But for position players, it's not that bad because you could just stick him behind DH. You're only out for a little while. So this is going to be an exploratory surgery, Robert. Okay. They don't know what they're doing until they get in there. What? You heard me right. <laughs> Wait they, a minute. Hold up. They don't know if they're going to repair the UCL tear with his own ligaments, or they have to do the stint like they do in a – well, not a stint. I'm not using the right verbiage here um, – the extra tendon that stretches from bone to bone in a in a Tommy John surgery, mm -hmm. but they don't know until they get in. Nah, that, that come on, man. <laughs> this, this is Bryce Harper. You got to know what you're doing if you're going to cut him open. This is what they do to you at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Excuse me, five zero five two four six zero six ten. No offense to the wonderful people of Jiffy Lube. But every time I go to a mechanic, they always like, oh, we're not going to know until we really get in there. I was like, no, that's yeah. not, no, yeah. that's not how it works. 
I'm here for you to fix my ra- my radiator. Only my radiator. I don't want you to make up some new part in my yeah. engine yeah. and then tell me it needs to be replaced. It's a solenoid. It's a, um, it's a what? It's, it's a catalytic converter. It's a what? <laughs> no, my catalytic converter was stolen a it long stolen. time ago. I don't even have one. What are you talking about? <laughs> it runs just fine without one. What do you mean you don't know what you're doing until you get in there? MRIs? X-rays? I have a problem with this because Josh Allen has the same injury, right? Yes. And he's fine. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously different standards. If if it's like a a complete 100% UCL tear, like you see with uh, pitchers, then then they have to do Tommy John. But if it's like a partial tear, then they could repair it in other ways that you might do uh, for other parts of the body. Like Shohei Otani had one uh, three years ago. He tore his UCL. He did not need Tommy John, but he had a separate UCL surgery. Oh, so so Bryce Harper's about to be Shohei. Yeah, we're gonna see Bryce Harper on the mound next year. Yeah. <laughs> Left <laughs> left handed Shohei. I'm I'm seeing here that they don't even think he'll be ready for the beginning of the season. A hundred percent he won't. If he gets the full Tommy John, he's gonna be out for a long time. He won't be able to throw the ball all next season, but he can still hit. Yeah, if it's just a basic repair, he's only out for a couple months, and he'll be back early next season. They're like saying, "Well, it depends on what type of insurance he has, which <laughs> which surgery we're going to give him." <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't cut me open and say, "Well, we'll figure it out once we get in." Yeah, there. we'll figure it out. I need to know. Wait, hold up. Mm-mm. Is that a cause of concern, though? Seriously. You're, you're a Phillies fan. You guys just came off of a World Series appearance. The main guy, he was hurt a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play the field all year this year either. Yeah. So they'll just want to go in there and tinker around and figure stuff out? I don't like it. No. <laughs> Not just, at all. Come on, it man. It just sounds bad. Justin Verlander is seeking a deal similar to Max Scherzer's. Justin will be turning 40 in February, right before spring training. Max I mean, Scherzer got three years, $130 million. He ain't getting three years. $43.3 milli a year for Max Scherzer. And Justin wants something close. And he wants to play for Houston. Yes, he wants to. <laughs> no. He wants to stay in Houston. Not happening. Houston is not going to give up. New York money. No. They don't do that. They never have. They ne- The history of their franchise, they've never done that. Well, he he's probably thinking, hey, I got a Cy Young in my pocket. Yeah. So that's my my leverage right there. Two Cy Youngs since he's been with the yeah, Astros. Yeah, two, two, yeah. Two, two Cy Youngs, two World Series. Don't you want him to retire in an Astros hat? Like, that's what you're paying for. If you're going to give him 40 milli, a year, you're paying for legacy. Now, you're not paying for he's going to be Cy Young for three more years. You're paying for you want him to retire in that Astros hat. Yeah. But he's not getting that. I don't think so either. Well, he's three years older than Max Scherzer. Also, I don't think he'll be in another uniform either. Uh, he says that. They're going to give him what they give him. He's going to take it. I hope so. And if he wants, I mean, if he wants another ring, he wants another Cy Young, 
Like exactly. stay, stay with Houston. And that's what he's playing for. Stay with your pitching coach. You know, increase your legacy. Stay with the guys. You know, stay with what works. He's going to get PAID paid right. no matter what. And he's already he already said that he's going to go the Nolan Ryan route and mm-hmm. pitch for as long as he's humanly able to. So, I mean, you kind of just gave up your leverage. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you t- already told everybody you want to stay here. Yeah. You already told everybody you want to retire here. You already told anybody you want to win more games and more awards here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If I don't think even if another team did like offer him more money, he's not going anywhere. Like you said, it's about his legacy. He wants to be named one of the all-time greats or up there. Get the hardware. Stay there. I agree. We'll see. I mean, it could go anyway. Yeah. I just see him like taking the big paycheck, going to a contender. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, something like that. That's the only, only, only way he'd leave. Yeah, he's got he's got to sign a team friendly deal if he wants to stay in uh, Houston. Yeah, they're not going to fork out that kind of money. They gave him fifty million, knowing he was hurt. He got paid twenty five million to rehab his elbow. That was a gamble too. Yes, it paid off, but it still was a gamble. Snow is coming, Robert. Have you seen the forecast in Buffalo for Sunday? Yeah. It's going to snow balls. What did they say? Five or six inches? <laughs> feet. Oh, feet. My bad. Feet. Feet. It's, a, it's supposed to snow two feet minimum. <laughs> and look, two feet of snow does not mean two literal feet of snow are going to be stacked up everywhere. That's not how it works. I get it. But still, that is an insane amount of snow. That is too much to even play football in. Nah. Who are they playing? I definitely got to watch this game. The Browns. This plays perfectly into say, the Browns' The hand. Bills are about to get beat. The Bills are about to get beat unless they put Josh Allen in shotgun and just run quarterback draws the entire game. They might have to. They have to. But then Josh Allen is hurt, though. That elbow. Mm. Do they want to do that to him? You can't put him under center. You saw what happened against the Vikings. Right. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't taken a snap under center all year. The first time he does it, he fumbles the ball into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Put a little snow in there. Ooh. Nick Chubb's gonna be that dude on Sunday. Oh, I'm I'm calling a two hundred yard game. If his feet aren't frozen. And it seems like this always happens to Cleveland and Buffalo this time of year. Yeah. The, the snow games are always Cleveland and Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, you know what makes these games great is the grounds crew. I like to see them go out there and try to navigate where the where the lines are, where the yardage yeah. markers are. I love that. And there's been no talk about relocating the game or moving the game back to another time. What? So it looks like they're gonna hundred percent play in the snow. Bills Mafia cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be. So it's gonna fun. be half naked people out there. <laughs> For real. (laughs) Look, Bills Mafia, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not an expert at this. Don't jump off of your RV onto a frozen table. You're crazy. It's not going to go as well as you think it will. No. What? They're not doing that. They're going to take a frozen table, light it on fire, and then jump on it. Now we're talking. That's what they're going to do. They're going to break them like that. Don't let the table freeze and jump on it. You're going to break your back. You heard it here first. Let's take a break. 
more quick hitters when we get back. We're going to be all over the sports world when we get back. I got a bunch of little ones for you, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, here we go. It started in the city. <laughs> Not a town. It's a city on this. It's a city now. A, we're talking city boy. <laughs> Robert, the last two times the Bills and Browns played in the snow, mm-hmm. the Browns won both of them. Oh. Eight, oh. eight rip and six three. Oh, we're, this is where it's going. Yep. I'm going to call it. It's, it's going to be six to two. No, 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 no. Seven to two. Nick Chubb's going to score a touchdown. Nick will probably break one. I don't see it being that low scoring, like six three. Well, that's a lot of snow, man. Because the Bills will accidentally make plays. They're just they're so talented. They will accidentally make plays. Wait, no hold matter on. where they are. Hold on, hold on. I didn't ask the the real question here. Hmm. So, will the snow have already been there, or it's supposed to snow during the game? Both. Oh. Both. Yeah, I'm doubling down. Seven <laughs> to two. Seven two Browns? Seven to two Browns. Oh, the Bills have been slumping. The Bills can't stop the rush. And uh, nobody runs it better than Cleveland. And their strength is throwing the ball. You can, you can hang that up. Hey, the Browns plus eight. Looks like the bet of the week right now. Ooh. Because it's not like Buffalo is going to have Megatron out there. No, no doubt. That guy was getting his yards. It don't matter what kind of condition. No, it don't matter. That's the crazy part about about Johnson at uh, Megatron. He played in a dome, but I, there's his highlights are a lot of snow games, too. He has all the highlights. For the Lions. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, those poor Lions. Another good bet is a bet against Daniel Jones completing a pass over 20 yards. Patrick Mahomes has about five of these a game. Daniel Jones has two passes over 20 yards all year. Are we talking about in the air or just regular passes? In the air. He, he has two passes of over 20 yards all year. Two completions, excuse me. Two completions of over 20 yards in 10 games. Wow. He is a NFL quarterback. But he's winning. Saquon Barkley's winning. Daniel Jones is not winning. See, this is why I don't like when they do the quarterback's records, the sure. win-loss records. Sure. Also, I'm showing here, he hasn't thrown an interception in one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Oh, cool. He doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't pass the ball. <laughs> but guess how many throwing touchdowns he has in those – Six weeks. Oh, God. Five. Five? I was going to say four. (laughs) He's got three games where he hadn't thrown any in that span. And they're all wins, too, I bet. Yeah. (laughs) Eight eight touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. That's horrible. He hasn't even thrown 
He has two games all year where he's thrown over 200 yards. It's pretty pathetic. It's like the Giants are winning despite having a worse-than-Kirk Cousins quarterback. Do they bring him back? No. Even though his record for this year (laughs) – no, I'm with you. They can't bring him back. This isn't like a Jimmy G thing either. Right, right. He couldn't wash Jimmy G's jockstrap. Yeah, he, he makes Jimmy G look like Tom Brady. Exactly that. First big trade of the offseason. Blue Jays ship Teoscar Hernandez to the Mariners mm. for a reliever and a pitching prospect. I see what the Mariners doing. Do the Mariners, what is Depoto, the GM? He is like a riverboat gambler. Yeah. He just needs to sit on his hands all day, every day to stop him from making a trade or an acquisition. Like once an hour, the Mariners are doing something. This is a, this is a great get for the Mariners because Teoscar Hernandez is a slugger, but he's only got one year left on his contract. So they're getting a relief pitcher for three years. A good one, too. He's been lights out for like three, oh, no, not three years, two years in a row. He's been an above average reliever, and you get him three years and you get rid of a player. Teoscar Hernandez is going to take some money to sign him tomorrow. Well, well, well. Look what we have here the mailman himself. 505 246 0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline and Text Line. Mailman, what it do? Brother Love, testify for me. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, so I, I got some fantasy football predicaments going on with my um with my uh pay per play league. Okay. Hit us with it. Okay, so I'm debating. Well, I'm thinking about starting Christian Watson. And and they told me, I, I heard your advice earlier today. So I'm going to start James Conner. Okay, all right. I got um, on my bench, I got Thielen, Slayton. Peoples Jones and Metcalf, they're on my bench. Yeah, my starters are um my starters are Lamar Jackson, Singletary. That fell off fast. Stevenson. <laughs> Stevenson's dope. Boyd. Watson and Kelsey. Kelsey and Connor. All right, you ended strong. He wants that Watson low. He wants that Watson bump. I would go DK over Christian Watson. 
I you love think DK over Watson. Yeah, just because guaranteed results, he's going to get targets for sure. If Christian Watson goes off for three touchdowns again and you lose by that amount of points, I am so sorry. My apologies, but I would take. <laughs> I would take the sure thing. As much as I love Christian Watson, I think he's going to be a big-time receiver in the NFL. He's got all the talent in the world, and he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. It looks like Aaron Rodgers finally has a receiver to play with. It looks like Aaron Rodgers finally trusts one of his receivers. But the data's not there. He just hasn't been doing it long enough. Excellent point. Yeah, DK is the sure thing. Go with and DK. I got Aaron Rodgers on my bench. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar. 100% Lamar. I, I love how we haven't had. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, mailman. He didn't say, he didn't say peep about his Steelers and their big win. TJ. T.J. Watt is back. The Steelers got a win, and Mailman didn't say anything about the Steelers. I'm surprised. Watch, he's going to text right now about the Steelers. I love how we uh, haven't had a fantasy question since, like, our draft special, and we get two in one day. (laughs) Yeah, bring it. You know, expert gets thrown around a lot, Robert. But I'm in the playoffs in fantasy football and baseball in every league every year. So I know, I know, friend of the show, loyal listener, you know that I dumb myself down for this program a little bit. But I actually know sports. <laughs> it's just, like, I know that I know I'm you know breaking the fourth wall here. The cat's out of the bag a little bit. But I do know what I'm doing. Especially with fantasy. Your boy is a ringer in fantasy. All right, we got to take a quick one, don't we? All right, quick break and quick segment. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. It is a very quick one as I talked way too much about crypto earlier. I exhausted all of my cryptocurrency knowledge from the texter. You're the smartest guy I know. How about that? He definitely wasn't talking about me. I think he was talking about you, Robert. It's me? What? Ishtar, you are just too nice. From the texter, great show, boys. Shout out to JD. Got some fantasy advice and got entertained for three hours. How about that? What a deal. Great show today, Robert. You killed it as usual. A lot of sports today. Sports heavy today. There's just so much to talk about. And Cryptcoin. You think they're going to just, just to be uh, a little proactive, they're going to rip down Crypto.com and make it Staples Center again? Because if this is coming to the next guy. Oh, hey, I called it from Mailman. Steelers undefeated the rest of the way. Of course. Hey, thanks for joining us, Rob Portnoy. Thanks for joining us. Um, AFR's Lieutenant Tom Ruiz had a great program today. Anything that we didn't cover today, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Robert, you got a show tonight. 
I really want to go, but I can't because I have to work. I have to sit in front of my computer. See you tomorrow, Boo.